Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians, to building a cohesive brand, to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business. The good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the pod. I am flying solo today because Hannah is living her best life and is currently in Mexico near Monterey outdoor rock climbing because she is such a badass. I miss her dearly, but I love that she was able to take this week off and go spend some time outside where it's not freezing like it probably is in Denver right now. Today, I am going to be chatting about marketing and the two main categories of marketing, which is passive marketing and active marketing. Also going to dive into how to determine which one is best for you throughout different phases of entrepreneurship. But before we dive into today's episode, I'm going to keep things consistent and share my business highs and lows of the week. So my high this week was I have had a few really successful co-working flows with two friends. On Monday, I had a two-hour block with one of my best friends up in New York. And then on Tuesday, I had a friend uh, come to my apartment. And we basically blocked off these hour blocks at a time. Monday, I did two hours. Tuesday, I did one hour. But within that one hour, we spent about three minutes The first three minutes, naming what we wanted to get done, then set a timer for 50 minutes and just cranked out work and then spent the last seven minutes debriefing, checking in, seeing what we actually got accomplished, and then stepping away from our computer to just give our eyes and our bodies a break before we went and sat down and repeated that again. And having that much one, having an accountability buddy to keep you on track and knowing that someone else is working alongside you was just really awesome and really helpful. And it was the most productive that I've been all week. It's been pretty dreary here in Houston. And whenever it is dreary outside, I definitely have a lot harder of a time working. And so being able to have someone hold you accountable without actually having to hold you accountable was really nice. My low of this week is not having Hannah here to record the podcast. I am seriously so happy that she's in Mexico, but I definitely miss my podcast partner in crime. And when I was putting together the talking points for today's episode, I started getting a little nervous that I was going to be doing a solo episode and having to record this all by myself because I don't have someone to banter with, share thoughts with, have someone else chime in. It's like giving a presentation without the slides where I'm just going to be talking for however long I need to talk to cover today's topic. So definitely miss having her here. And I'm very excited that she'll be back next week for us to record. And then she'll actually be doing a solo episode coming up because I am hosting a conference. And that week, I just want to really lighten my workload to make sure that 
I don't overbook myself. So I have plenty of energy for the conference. So she'll get, she'll get a little taste of this too in a few weeks, but without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode. A lot of the work that I've done over the last few years, especially when working with weight inclusive business owners is talking about marketing, because that is one of the things that I feel like people think that they need to have in order to be a successful business. And while that is true, there definitely needs to be some pulse on marketing. It doesn't have to be as intense as what a lot of people make it out to be. Today, we're going to be talking about two types of marketing. And this is how I break things up to make them feel a lot more tangible and with the ability to like actually come up with a game plan on what you're doing. And so the two different types of marketing I'm talking about is passive marketing and active marketing. Whenever we're thinking about which one of these is going to be best for you and your business, I want you to think of four resources that you have, which is going to help determine what will best support you in the business. And those four resources are time. So the amount of time that you have to dedicate towards marketing, knowledge. If you're already familiar with one thing and it comes really naturally to you, probably a great place to start because if you don't have a lot of time and you're not super knowledgeable about something, I mean, you're going to have to spend time to learn a new marketing strategy. The third resource is energy. So the work that we do as eating disorder and weight inclusive clinicians definitely takes a lot of energy for ourselves. So making sure that there is also energy to be able to put towards a marketing strategy. And if there isn't what you can do. And then the fourth resource is going to be your finances. And that is because some marketing strategies do require you to have to pay. So for example, like with your website, paying a yearly cost for your domain, doing maybe like a monthly for your hosting platform. If you use a thing, a platform like Canva to develop your marketing materials, that's part of marketing expenses. And so just keeping pulse on what your financial situation looks like. And even going as far as maybe you are really financially stable and some of these things you can now outsource and pay either like a VA or a social media manager to do for you. So as we go through passive and active marketing examples within each of those, keep those four resources in the back of your mind to just help keep a pulse, keep tabs on what would what might be best for you and your business. First, we are going to be talking about passive marketing. This is kind of a one and done marketing, meaning that you are going to have to set aside resources one time. And after you set aside those resources, that marketing strategy is going to keep working for you. Some examples of this is going to be your website, especially if it has good SEO or search engine optimization, which basically means that there's specific keywords in and on your website where if someone puts those into Google, they'll be able to find you and your business pretty easily. Another example is what I like to call an Instagram business card. I don't know if that's like the official name for it. That's what I call it. And what I mean by that is curating 15 to 18 Instagram posts 
that are so spot on to the topics that you enjoy talking about, the type of work that you do in session, a little bit about you and your practice and being able to curate your feed with those 15 to 18 posts that if someone were going to go to your Instagram page, they'd have a really good understanding of you and the type of work that you do from those posts and captions. And once you get those up, you can then just leave it and you don't have to worry about posting more. And so this is passive because I imagine you could sit down in an afternoon or a weekend, create those graphics, write out the captions, maybe post one a day for 15 to 18 days. That way you're not overwhelming people with 15 to 18 posts on one day. And then once you have those up, you're good to go. It's just going to be another place on the internet for your ideal client to find you, get to know you and feel reassured that you know what you're talking about and that you're the right fit. A third passive marketing strategy is having some sort of profile online. So this could either be a LinkedIn profile, a health profs profile, a psychology today profile, where people are going to search for the type of services that you're offering. I would say with that, that's more health profs and psychology today. With LinkedIn, LinkedIn just has really good SEO. And so if you have a LinkedIn profile that has your business as one of your employers on there and someone clicks on it, they would just be able to see that you're legit, see a picture of you. Kind of same thing with the Instagram business card. Just know it's just one other place on the internet for them to feel validated that like you're a living, breathing human being and a clinician that can support them. And the fourth example that I have for a passive marketing strategy is being on some sort of listserv. So the ones that come to mind for me, um, and that's just because I'm a dietitian is IFED, which is an international federation of eating disorder dietitians. I've actually gotten a lot of design clients through there from people recommending me There's definitely some networking that has to happen with that too, but being able to just monitor your email, which you're probably already doing and seeing if you're going to be a good fit for someone's ask on the listserv is pretty passive when it comes to marketing yourself in your business. It doesn't require you to go out and introduce yourself to other people or network or be more active in that sense. You literally just have to open up the email threads from that listserv. So that's passive marketing. It's setting aside your resources one time, creating something, just putting in the time, the energy, uh, maybe the financial piece, paying for something once uh, to be able to then have that work for you without having to touch it. It's more passive. The flip side of that is active marketing. And this is what I think most people think of when when it comes to marketing specifically social media. And it's one of those things that's going to require consistent content creation and usually requires multiple resources. Specifically of your resources, time and energy are probably going to be the two because you're having to put in time to create the content. Coming up with content definitely requires some energy. So I would make sure that you have enough of both of those resources in order to partake in an active marketing strategy. And then, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes financial will come into play if you're wanting to outsource some of that content creation. With active marketing, I'm going to use some like more businessy technical terms. You are having to use non-billable hours, which means that you need to be making enough money from your clients or other revenue streams to support being able to set aside a specific amount of time each week because you're not instantly going to be making money from the content that you're creating. 
This is a long game with active marketing. You're going to have to show up consistently in whatever way that looks like. And the chances are you're probably not going to be making money right off the bat because you're going to have to build up that brand consistency. You're going to have to build relationships with people. But ultimately, this is going to help you get further in terms of meeting financial goals, meeting client goals, being well-known in the industry, forming lasting connections in order for you to ultimately get to where you want to go and have your marketing strategy be super efficient. Not to say that you can't get there with passive, but I think eventually you're going to have to add in at least one active marketing tactic in order to accomplish your goals. Some examples of active marketing are first and foremost, social media, which Hannah and I just recorded a podcast episode on that. It's episode nine, scratching the surface of social media. If you want to use that as an intro into social media as an active marketing tool, The three that come to mind specifically within the weight-inclusive business space are Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And with Facebook, I would say Facebook groups. There's a lot of groups out there specifically meant for eating disorder and haze-aligned and weight-inclusive clinicians. At least once a day, someone's asking for a recommendation or a referral. And so being a part of those groups and just keeping tabs on that if you're going to be a good fit or recommending other colleagues or clinician friends who would be a good fit that might be in your area or in the area that they're asked, that the original poster is asking about. Another example of active marketing is blogging or vlogging. So blogging, written blogs, or video blogging. This is probably another one of the more popular ones, especially in conversations that I have with people. They're like, oh, like I have a blog, but I don't really make enough time for it. Blogging is going to be best if you are consistent with them. It can be it can be a fun hobby to have and just not be a part of your marketing strategy. But if you're wanting it to be a part of your marketing strategy in order to eventually either increase revenue streams or get more clients from it, you definitely need to be more consistent with them. A third example is podcasting, which is hello, what Hannah and I are doing here. This is one of our active marketing strategies, more so for the conference. Um, we were wanting a way to share the knowledge that we have to allow people to hear about us, know that we are really passionate about the business side of the weight inclusive business space and kind of start gaining that trust with other people before we announced that we were hosting a conference instead of these like two girls coming out of left field, which some people, you know, with people who don't know who we are and like, why would you trust us if you didn't already have proof that we know what we're talking about when it comes to the business side of things. With podcasting, there's two different ways that you can utilize this as an active marketing strategy. The first one, which is what Hannah and I are doing right now is having your own podcast With that, you could invite other people onto your podcast as guests. That way you're reaching their audience as well. If starting a podcast doesn't seem interesting to you, but you do really enjoy talking and meeting with other people, you can reach out to other podcasters and ask and pitch yourself to be a guest on their podcast. With that, you will also be reaching their audience as well. And so it is a way for people to learn more about you and your practice and the niche that you work with. A fourth example of active marketing is attending networking events. 
So I know IADEP has different chapters in different cities that you can attend and just go meet other clinicians in your space. Uh, in Houston, we have the Houston Eating Disorder Specialist, which is a nonprofit of eating disorder clinicians where we host presentations, CEU events, and conferences every other month. So that's always a really great way to network with people, as well as having like happy hours and things like that. And then the fifth example that I have that kind of ties into networking is just reaching out to other clinicians in your space and asking them to go grab coffee or grab lunch or hop on a Zoom call to meet them, do a walk and talk with them, um, whatever that looks like, but just actively putting yourself out there, having to go spend that time with someone else to get to know them and see if y'all would be a good fit in working together. I know most dietitians have a handful of therapists that they really vibe with. Most therapists have a handful of dietitians that they really vibe with. And so going to meet kind of the opposite counterpart of someone that uh, would complete the treatment team for one of your clients is a really great way to get your name out there and to market your business. And it's the extroverts coming out of me, super fun just to get to go network and meet with new people. So that's a summary of the difference between passive and active marketing. And now you're probably like, Morgan, that's great. How do I know which one is right for me? And with that, I would say, regardless of where you're at in your business building journey, if you're, I mean, ranging from like a student and an intern, maybe you're working a full-time job, but you're trying to market your side hustle. Uh, maybe you're a full-time entrepreneur, like regardless of where you are, do not choose more than one to three strategies because if you try to do it all, you're going to burn yourself out. And this was something that I had to learn pretty quickly because I was creating content for Instagram. I was filming some IG lives and I was like, well, why don't I just like pull that audio and turn that into a podcast? And then I was like, well, if I'm podcasting, you know, then I can put it on Pinterest, um, which isn't really social media, but it's definitely an active marketing strategy. And I was trying to like, kill five birds with one stone. And it just, it left me feeling so overwhelmed with marketing. I'm trying to remember which episode it was that Hannah and I were talking about marketing. Oh, I think it was the social media episode as well, where I use social media, like social media is definitely a marketing tool. I've also realized that whenever I put too much emphasis in using social media as a marketing tool, the joy that I get from using social media completely goes out the window. And so I'm definitely very mindful of, of the one to three marketing strategies that I'm using and which ones I'm intentionally using for strategy where I'm tracking data and I'm figuring out my return on investment and things like that versus things that I'm using just when I have some spare time and want to be creative because creativity is one of my top values. And for me, I think social media is definitely that. All that, yeah, all that to say, don't choose more than one to three. If you try to do all of it, you're going to burn yourself out. Based on where you are in entrepreneurship, this is my recommendation or a great place to start with the different types of passive versus active marketing. I'm going to throw these out there as examples, just if you need a place to get going, because you're so overwhelmed with the idea of having a marketing strategy. That being said, I want you to go back to those four resources that we talked about, time, energy, knowledge, and finances, and make sure that you actually have those available before you are taking my advice on where to start as the best advice for you. Because if you don't have some of those resources then what I'm about to say is probably not going to be the best starting point. 
starting out with a, if you're a student or an intern and you have a pretty flexible schedule because you're taking classes or you're doing an internship where you don't really have to work outside of the confines of your quote unquote nine to five job. I would say you probably have a little bit more time than someone who's working a full-time job and also trying to build their side hustle. So with that, I would definitely focus on having more of an active marketing strategy. With this, I would say building out a platform on social media where you can talk about what you're learning in school and how you're going to apply that whenever you are a therapist, a dietitian, a PA, psychiatrist, medical doctor, whatever path that you're going on in the weight inclusive business space. And then I would also prioritize networking and meeting with clinicians in your area. You're probably already going to be doing some of that through your internship or through different events that you would have if you're a student. But if you are living in the city that you plan to, I don't want to use the term settling down in, but if you are in the city that you plan to be on for a little bit, it's definitely, and you know, you want to be in the weight inclusive space. It's probably a really good idea to start offering to uh, take someone out for coffee or lunch and pay for their coffee or lunch just to get to know them. Um, There's a book called Reach Out, which I kind of want to do a whole episode on. If reaching out to people and networking terrifies you, would highly recommend the book Reach Out by Molly Beck. If you are currently working a full-time job, either at a treatment center or in a clinical setting, and you also have a side hustle, whether that's you wanting to build your own private practice or build out courses or start a podcast or start a blog, whatever that looks like, whatever that extra revenue stream is coming, chances are you're probably working a lot. And with that, I would start with passive marketing. I would start with getting a simple website up and running through Wix, Squarespace. I think WordPress is pretty difficult to use. It's not super intuitive. I use a platform called Show It. But regardless of which host you want to use, all of them have templates that you can get started with. Just getting a website up and going is going to serve you well in the long run because you're constantly going to have a space for people that you can send people to whenever they ask you what you do or if you have more information about yourself. It's always great to be able to send them to a website. It makes you just way more legit than if you were to be like, oh yeah, like I'm a therapist, but like you can't find me anywhere on the internet. If you have a little bit more time or you're really passionate about marketing, this is an opportunity to add one active marketing strategy. I would say this is whenever you're thinking about this, having an active marketing strategy that's consistent, but not necessarily something that you have to do daily. So this might be doing, attending more networking events, meeting up with a therapist or a dietitian once a month or every other week to go out there and network. Uh, Those would probably be the best or being a guest on someone else's podcast where you're actively going out and doing things. You're having to set aside time and energy in order to do those, but it's not something that you have to do daily. Or if you are really good at batch working, you might be able to add social media into that, Um, but definitely be mindful of the amount of time because you're already seeing clients all day at your full-time job. I imagine you're probably doing pretty similar work in your side hustle So maybe the last thing you want to do is continue to create more content of the things that you've been talking about all day for social media where you're having to post pretty consistently. And then lastly, if you are a full-time entrepreneur, you work for yourself, or maybe you work for a group practice, but you are still in charge of marketing yourself, 
I would say still start with that passive marketing. Make sure that you have a presence online somewhere with a website or being a part of your group practices website where people can find you. And then this is an opportunity to add in more of a consistent active marketing stream. Um, So a perfect combination of this would be having a website, going and doing some networking events, and maybe picking one social media platform or blog that you are able to do more consistently and just focusing on that and not trying to do all the things under the sun. Those would be my recommendations. Like I said, it's totally up to you depending on how many resources you have, but just kind of having been someone who's gone through all of those phases and knowing the time commitments it takes for each of them and kind of the mindset you're in for each of those, those would be my recommendations. So as a student or an intern, doing more active marketing, really getting your name out there, starting to build connections. If you are working a full-time job and building a side hustle where time is probably a little bit more limited, having a passive marketing stream up and running, that way you can just do it once out of, and then it's out of sight, out of mind, and then adding in one active marketing tactic that you can do consistently, but doesn't necessarily have to be daily. And then if you're a full-time entrepreneur, making sure you have that passive marketing, my recommendation will always be a website, but also like an Instagram business card or having an account through health profs or psychology today. And then being able to add on two active marketing streams, maybe one that's networking where it's not as consistent and then exploring what it looks like to have a more consistent active marketing platform, such as social media, blogging, vlogging, or podcasting. All that to say, marketing is an essential tool in your business in whatever capacity it looks like. And there isn't a one size fits all whenever it comes to marketing your business. I want to leave you with this. Whenever you are creating your marketing strategy, please don't compare yourself to other people's marketing strategies and how they're showing up online, either passively or actively. I know that's way easier said than done, but you don't know the ins and outs of the other person's business that you're seeing. You don't know how long they've been in business. You don't know if they're able to outsource some of their marketing, if they have the financial means to pay someone else to do that. You don't know what their three to five-year business goals look like, which are definitely going to impact how they're showing up and how they're marketing and how they lay out their marketing. And you don't know who their target audience is, which could be very different from yours. So please don't compare yourself to other people's marketing strategies. Do what's best for you while also knowing that what you're choosing to do now doesn't have to stay this way forever. As you go through kind of these different stages of student to working a full-time job to working for yourself full-time or whatever pathway that looks like for you, you can constantly keep tabs on your marketing strategy and make adjustments as needed as your time, your energy, your knowledge, and your finances change. Thanks so much for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the pod on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please be sure to leave us a rating and review. Share this episode with a business bestie who is also trying to figure out their marketing strategy and check out our website at weightinclusiveinnovators.com to access all of our show notes. We'll see you next week.